Welcome <laughs> to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I am your host, Rachel Strand, and I'm also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. It is post-draft week, and the Broncos only had five draft picks this year, mostly in part due to the Russell Wilson and Sean Payton trade, but that's a whole nother thing. We kind of had to wait a little bit late till draft date, like late on draft day two, because their first selection was supposed to come in the third round, but the Broncos actually uh, drafted back into the second round for their first pick of the day, and their first pick of the draft, I should say. We'll we'll get into the, like the nitty gritty here in a second, but um, let's talk about some uh, NFL news first. If you didn't hear, the Broncos picked up Jerry Judy's fifth year option, which means he is signed through the twenty twenty four season. Had the team declined his fifth year option, Judy would have become a free agent after the upcoming twenty twenty three season. What do you think about that, Dalton? After his season last year, I like it. Same. It keeps him around. He kind of opened up last year. He had 972 yards at the end of the season, missing four games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just think we haven't used him right, to be honest. I know a lot of people are like, oh, put him in a trade package. But I just know that that's going to blow up in our face, and he's just going to pop off with somebody else. But he was, he was supposed to be the greatest receiver in that draft class. Like, yeah. most people put him number one and put CeeDee Lamb number two. The thing is, he still or, can be. He's still, no, he's great. one of the greatest route runners in the NFL to this day. Yeah. So, hopefully we can just use him right, because I think the Broncos are honestly better with him on the roster. And I just know if we tried to trade him, We'd trade him for like a bag of chips and that's it. Nothing else. And some other team will just, you know, really take advantage of us. Also, Latavius Murray signed with the Bills. The Broncos and Sean Payton did express some interest in bringing him back. Unfortunately, nothing really came of that and it might have fizzled out. Um, They kind of decided to go with Samaj P. Ryan instead, who is intriguing in in himself. So I'm excited about that. But a lot uh, during a lot of the podcast last season, I did speak very highly of Latavius Murray and how he just kind of came in a few weeks into the season. And he was like one of the few bright spots for the Broncos offense. And I was really looking forward to having him back. But I'm not entirely mad he went to the Bills. I mean, better the Bills than the Chiefs or something like that. But. Have you seen the discussions how Broncos fans want to trade for Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I I, I haven't really paid much attention to those rumors. Me neither. It's not really rumors. I think the fans are just trying to dri- drive that one forward. Um, But, like, I feel Why? like that trade, A, we have, like, I don't want to give up any more draft capital because we've already given so much up in the past few years that I just want to like hoard our we draft just got picks. It back next year. Yeah. We just got it back next year. Yeah. I just want to hoard our draft picks. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not the biggest fan of that signing. Um, because I think that would kind of overcrowd our, um, running back room because I still believe in Javante Williams. We got some, I don't know P. if Ryan. he'll be ready. 
I do like Samaj P. Ryan though. Who's our third running back, or do we not have one anymore? I think we do. I can't think of the name of it. Um, but we did try out. We did try out an XFL superstar running back. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not mad about. Yeah. So he'll probably. We do have a pretty, pretty good running back room, but unfortunately. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Dalvin Cook trade, to be honest. Um, it might be just out of our price range. But again, I think you mentioned that last week, Dalton, that the shelf life kind of for running backs isn't that long. Like The NFL doesn't revolve around running backs anymore. Yeah. I mean... Not like back, it used to. Not like it used to. Yeah, running backs are like a dime a dozen now. Like, so. you you can have a, te- a superstar team for, say... The Tennessee Titans, who have a superstar running back, but a average quarterback, they're not going to make it deep in the playoffs anymore. It doesn't work like that no more. Yeah, sidetrack. I think this Titans are extremely screwed. (laughs) Will Levis moment. Oh, wow. That was funny. I called that. I called that. They did try to trade up in the first back end for him, but they they couldn't. But they took him in the second end anyways. I called the Will Levis first round slide. He's like this. Yeah, this isn't this wasn't really a good year for quarterbacks as in comparison to other years but I the first two quarterbacks were it that was it I called the slide it was gonna happen I don't think he'll probably have a good career as a backup um if that but um yeah so the Titans quarterback room is now Tannehill Malik Willis who they drafted last year and then Will Levis so I bet Malik Willis feels like shit right now because <laughs> he's just like wait I thought like why'd you draft me last year I'm so down for trade if they want to trade a late uh, if they want a late day pick for him I will take him gladly to sit behind Russell Wilson for a few years if he wants to I mean, hey. I mean he probably doesn't he probably would like to be a starter but um hey. it's just not gonna happen anytime soon yeah. but um I don't think I think the Titans will be more screwed than the Broncos so that's I guess some good news but um yeah. Also, fun fact, 40 years ago this week, the Broncos traded for John Elway in 1983, long before Dalton and I were even alive. <laughs> um, for some of you that didn't know, the Bron- the Baltimore Colts had the first pick in that draft that year, and Elway kind of pulled an Eli Manning before Eli Manning was even a thing. And express. Yeah, nobody talks about that as much as they talk about how Eli Manning did it. Because John mm-hmm. Elway literally was like, I'm not playing for you. It's, yeah. it's just not happening. The, si- the situations are very, very similar. And Elway said, yeah, I, I really have no interest in going to the Baltimore Colts. And he actually threatened to go play baseball for, I think, the Yankees at the time. So um, long story short, the Colts drafted him and traded him to the Denver Broncos and the rest. Who did we trade? The rest. We is traded history. our first round pick that we traded our first round pick that that year for him. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I, just I think it was an offensive lineman or a defensive player. I can't recall, but he didn't pan out. Well, I think he did fine, but also he wasn't. He, he to didn't John pan Elway's out like level. John Elway. Yeah. Well, John Elway coming out of college was like one of the greatest prospects of all time. Oh yeah, he still is. He would thrive in the modern NFL. That's, oh my God! Yes. Like, his just absolute gunslinger arm is, like, I think that's what attracted so many NFL teams to Josh Allen is just because he has an absolute cannon of an arm. So those two are pretty closely related in terms of talent. Um, We'll see where Josh Allen ends up, you know, 10, 15 years down the road. Hopefully hopefully the Bills will win a Super Bowl or two. Um, But uh, 
there's actually, you mentioned, you know, the connection between Elway and Eli Manning. There's kind of a weird connection there. The GM for the Baltimore Colts at the time was Ernie Accorsi, and he was kind of forced into dealing Elway to the Broncos at the time. But he would find redemption, you know, 20 plus years later when Eli refused to play for the Chargers. Honestly, I don't blame him who wants to play for the Chargers. Um, so the Giants would end up selecting Philip Rivers and the Chargers would end up selecting Eli Manning, but they would end up swapping their quarterbacks and a bunch of picks. So long story short, uh, Ernie, of course, he got to have a little bit of redemption and be on the good side of a quarterback trade. And yeah, it's kind of. So let me ask you yeah. a quick, can I ask a question? Go ahead. Who won that trade? Giants. Okay. I agree. Because they got a couple they got of two Super Bowls. Bowl. Yeah, they got two Super Bowls out of it. Philip Rivers never won a Super Bowl. He did fine for the Colts. I, I mean, mean he was Colts. a great quarterback. It's just Chargers. the Chargers are Chargers. That's like yeah. I wonder if they're just gonna be permanently in limbo. Honestly, it's it depends. It depends on this year. I... Who's ready for that Jay Herbo contract? Yeah, with all these quarterback contracts, it's. It makes me think, like, when when is it going to be too much? Because it already I mean, is too much. I know they keep increasing the salary cap a little bit each year, but like, what is it? Isn't hurts? Why do you hurts and uh, what's his toes? Lamar. Lamar Jackson earning fifty mil a year. These teams plus. won't be able to pay for anything in the future. I know. Like, when's enough going to be enough? Because <laughs> like everybody's fighting for the top. Uh, contract and honestly if I were to say I think Hertz is a little bit more deserving of a bigger contract than Lamar but Lamar I, mean, I don't know like it's it's going to be different it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL and how the league is going to handle this because I mean next year someone else will be the highest paid and it's just going to keep going and going so hopefully the Broncos don't find themselves in that kind of a situation <laughs> We kind of did, but whatever. That's I'm willing to eat. I'm willing to eat the Russell Wilson cap hit next year if he's bad. Yeah, yeah I'm ready to part ways with Wilson if he doesn't end up panning out. Like, like uh, I don't Caleb think, Williams height. Yeah, I don't think this is like a just a fans thing saying yeah one more year and we're done. Like Sean Payton's got him on a short leash as well. He's on a short leash. With that's the why. Entire that's why we're going to be running the ball a lot. Yeah, like if Wilson if, has does not improve this year, he's gone. And probably running a lot of slants. Whoever's going to be our slant receiver is going to get a lot of catches. Yeah. It's it's going to be an interesting year. So, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about draft stuff now? Yeah. I'm excited. I actually like our draft this year, surprisingly. Right. Um, Just yeah. a little bit. There's, there's think, some iffy stuff there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was kind of boring on day one. Obviously, the Broncos didn't do anything. So, I had other stuff I had to take care of. But, um. Yeah, I think I think they did. Okay. I mean, only time will tell. It's kind of interesting to see how many varying opinions there are regarding how well the Broncos did this draft because a lot of people hated it. Yeah, it's some people are like, you know, absolute garbage and then some people are like, you know, they got some value for their draft, like the the small amount of draft picks that we had. So, again, only time's only time will tell with 
where we did with this draft. But I believe in George Payton. Not many people do. <laughs> so, Marvin with our Mims. first pick in the second round, we traded up for Marvin Mims. How do we feel about that? I was not. Give me your initial reaction. I was not expecting the Broncos to go for a wide receiver this early, honestly. Me neither. But from what I can tell, I I think Mims, from with the highlight videos I've seen and all the scouting stuff, he's fast like he's a deep threat who's fast his four time was his 40 time was a four three eight yeah he is a speedy little dude and he can also return and punt he can return punts and kicks which is really good considering montreal washington really kind of struggled last year yeah that's true so can you even remember the last time the broncos ran we've had a good punt returner oh no no i can't i can't even remember the time the broncos had a good deep ball in I remember, a really long time i remember trendon holiday ran like a few of them back but he also had butterfingers so i i all our punt returners have butterfingers remember when we drafted carlos henderson thinking he was going to be like the next like what debo samuel was supposed to be before debo right. samuel was a thing right and that didn't turn out very well <sighs> but that was a john days. la pick it's yeah. okay one of these days we'll find a very good I'm okay with with Sean Payton drafting late receivers because the last two late receivers John Elway have drafted or not John Elway Sean Payton have drafted excuse me are Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas that's a pretty good track record yeah so let's hope for the best with that um did you see his pro comparison what who is it Emmanuel Sanders really mm-hmm well, Emmanuel Sanders did pretty good for us, so... He has 20 yards per catch last year. Ooh. So, yeah, um, we'll see what Marvin Mims can do. Our next pick was Drew Sanders, a linebacker out of Arkansas. I was kind of intrigued by this pick, Dalton. Me too. Um, this dude's big, too. This dude's yeah. big. He's like 6'5". I am kind of glad that the Broncos addressed their middle linebacker needs because Josie Jewell's a bit injury-prone. So, yeah. um, and the Broncos really struggle to cover tight ends. <coughs> Travis, Kelsey, cough, cough. <coughs> At least we don't got to deal with Darren Waller anymore. Right. <laughs> um, w, thank you, Josh. W. Yeah. Thank you, Josh w. McDaniels for absolutely butchering that situation. Um, he also is apparently kind of a hybrid linebacker as well. And he's really good in the pass rush. And he can really get I saw the a lot of bad comments about what they were comparing this guy to. Can I say it? Is it too offensive? I'm going to say it. It's not going to be offensive. I mean, it's just a draft. They called him the white Micah Parsons. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's that's good, right? I mean, I mean, his stat line Micah last Parsons year was good. 100. And, his stat line last year was 103 tackles, nine and a half sacks, and three and a half tackles for loss. Thirteen and a half tackles for loss. Excuse me. Okay, um, I mean, Micah Parsons is good, so I'm, no, not, yeah. I'm not entirely mad I agree. about that. I agree, but I was just saying that's kind of funny <laughs> um, because he plays similarly to them because he can, he's really fast and can like get to the quarterback. Yeah, and I, well, I'm, I'm just more intrigued by the fact that he can be in the middle of the field and hopefully kind of resemble and slash slash be better than what Josie Jewell is. So, cause that's kind of a thin position for us right now. Um, it is. Our next pick was a defensive back, Riley Moss, a 
white <laughs> defensive back, which is kind of a rare, rare People commodity. were lighting this one up on the internet. I know. It's it's kind of a rare, rare thing to see. A dying breed. <laughs> yeah. I thought, what is, whenever I think of that, I think of Daniel Sorensen, which kind of gives me like nom flashbacks because Daniel Sorensen is not As our good. number. No, but he has our number. So well, he's not on the Chiefs anymore. I think because he oh yeah, he is kind of really bad. He's a surprisingly looking at his stats. He he's pretty productive. He's also pretty fast. Are you talking about you Moss four, or Sorensen? Yeah, no, no, Moss. Moss. Okay, I was just like ugh. <laughs> Riley Moss ran a four four five. Yeah, he's fast. There's actually like a bunch of track videos of him circulating online where he's doing hurdles, winning all these races. So uh, I've also seen the word ball hawk kind of thrown around a lot with him, which is always intriguing. He did have eleven career interceptions at Iowa. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of like a low-key defensive back university. Who was our last draft? What was the last draft pick that we selected out of Iowa who was a defensive back? I think he's still on the team. He had a really bad injury a couple of years ago. Uh, we might have come. I can't recall his name, but we did select a defensive back like a year or two ago out of Iowa. But Michael O.J. Mudia? Yes, O.J. Mudia. Thank you. Um that's really sad to see not has let's see him really pan out because he so he showed a lot of promise. Yeah, his rookie year he had like a game where he forced like two forced fumbles yeah. and then the next game he, he he showed some signs and then he got injured a couple yeah. times which sucks. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't think Riley Moss will probably be a day one starter. He does mm -hmm. have some success on special teams. So he might get a start there, but um yeah, it's a nice addition to the defensive back room. Uh, our next pick was J.L. Skinner, and I am probably going to butcher his name so much, and I'm going to call him L.J. or something. So if that keeps happening, I apologize. But um, Skinner's actually recovering from a torn pectoral, so he's probably not going to see much of the field in year one. If he does, it might be on special teams who knows but had he been healthy he probably still would have needed like a year or two to develop so maybe expect that from him what do you think dalton agreed he is really big yeah yeah six he's four really big he also hits really hard yeah which is always great i'm always for which, those yeah. hard hitting safeties but he's, six four he's is big. six four as a safety that's pretty big because justin simmons is six two yeah so <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, to put that into perspective, 6'4 is one inch smaller than Peyton Manning. So that's... In the last two years at Boise State, he had 150 tackles and six interceptions, which isn't Ooh. bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, for a safety. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, yeah. But I think his role is, is, since he's that big, he can do both, like come down and go up. Yes. Um, and I also think Riley Moss might s succeed the Will Parks role a little bit. Yeah, I I love Will Parks. <laughs> they have similar similar traits where they'll both be deep, just like around the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our last pick was a center, Alex Forth Forsyth out of Oregon. And I'm pretty, I like this pick. I mean, super late round pick. Uh High reward, low. I can't remember what I was gonna say. I was trying to say high something. Yeah, low, 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 low risk. risk high reward. Yeah, low risk, high reward. A little bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> um, but I hope 
that he kind of ends up challenging Lloyd Cushenberry for the starting role because Cushenberry hasn't really been performing up to par for a starting center. No, not really. I would like a new center. Yeah. Uh, I honestly thought we were going to get one in free agency. I know Connor McGovern, the center. No, he's not. Is Ben Jones still out there? I'm not entirely sure, but I I don't know if Connor McGovern's been signed. I know there's the Bills Connor McGovern who was with the Cowboys and now he's with the Bills, but this is the center Connor McGovern, the one who's been actually on our team. We drafted him, but he was a good guard for like a year. He like turned McGovern? up out of nowhere. Yeah, he's he turned center. up out of nowhere that way. But no, he was he was a guard for us, and then the Jets converted him to center. Oh, well. Um, he had some pretty, he had a solid career with the Jets. Um, so who knows, but I, I would really like hopefully Alex Forsyth to pan out, especially cause it could be like a diamond in the rough bargain type pick. So we'll see how that battle ends up, uh, for, for how that battle ends up going during the off season or, and in training camp. So, yeah, that's kind of it with the Broncos draft picks. Only had five, five of picks, them. yay. <laughs> yeah, five. Nice and easy. So, um, yeah, only only time will tell how this will all end up. And I'm kind of excited for the offseason and the preseason so I can see these guys get some playing time. But we're going to move into kind of the last part of our podcast here, and we're going to try this and see how it works um maybe might do this every other podcast or if it if we're feeling feisty enough might do it every podcast but our bold claims of the week um kind of want to do this so dalton and i can be feisty she just wants to, she just wants to throw hands <laughs> yeah so we can hands. that's it yeah so we can fight each other you know so my first bold claim of the week is that the Broncos will beat the Chiefs at least once this season. That might not be too bold. That's almost like a hopeful expectation. <laughs> so, do not you... sure. What? I stop. They, all, they we always look like we're gonna do it, and then we, then we don't do it. Yeah, we were close both times last season. I say we get beat by them twice this year but we oh, beat the other two we, we don't i say we sweep the raiders and then we be, lose to the chargers once i don't i don't think i can mentally handle that to be honest i don't think why I can... sweeping the raiders would be great well yeah no i'm saying if we just another oh, like year getting get swept a... by getting swept by the chiefs yeah that would suck ugh, i ugh. but Come they on. got better too out in the off season did they though yeah, kind of. Are you of. sure about that? I think so. Are you sure about I that? I mean, we all, we all thought that hell would break loose when Tyree Kill left, and look what happened. Nothing happened. Eh, they also lost Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't know. I mean... Juju gotta, sucked. I know. Well, they got to come crashing down at some point, because dynasties rarely last that long. Is um, this a dynasty? If they keep doing what they're doing, it's going to be. Is it considered a dynasty right now? I would not put the Chiefs in the dynasty category, to be honest. I would say they need to win one more. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of the franchise as a whole, not just like the success in recent years. Oh, but like, is this a, dy- is this a dynasty starting? Like, did the dynasty just start? I mean, now that we're tied with Super Bowl wins, they got three, we got three. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. 
Because, like, when I think of... It's honestly varying opinions on this, what you think a dynasty is. Because, like... It's like when you think dynasty, it's the old teams, like the Packers. I know the Patriots kind of wrote their story. The Patriots had a dynasty. The Cowboys have a dynasty. The 49ers had a dynasty. Yeah, it depends on what And the Packers had a dynasty. It depends on what you qualify as a dynasty. So I think that question is going to be left open on my end. But You just don't want to admit it. Well, you don't want to see them succeed. It hurts then, you. What What would you say with our success that we had from 2012 to 2015? It wouldn't be a dynasty. I mean, the Broncos are a pretty respected franchise. Definitely not well, the that dynasty a, category. Was a, that was a great stretch of year. Like, it was one of the best stretches of year, but it wasn't a dynasty. But it was too short. But you also, I know, I wouldn't say we're a dynasty either, but I'd say we're a pretty highly touted we're a franchise. Top 10 franchi- we're a top 10 franchise. Highly touted in terms of history because we've, yes, we're, we're one of the most we just winning. Haven't had a di- yeah, we just haven't had a dynasty level success yet. We went to multiple Super Bowls. We could just never win them until late. But we've also got the wins. And I mean, finally, we're being acknowledged by the Hall of Fame and finally getting some players in there. So I do think the Broncos are a pretty highly touted franchise. It's top 10 franchise, 100%. Yeah. Like if I were to put it like in a tier system, like tier one being Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs, or not Chiefs, sorry, yeah, Packers, um, stuff 49ers. like that in terms of entire franchise history. Yeah, yeah I put us right below that. Yeah, I put two. that right below us. Tier two, definitely. Because we've had a really good. We've been successful pretty much our whole lifespan. Yeah, we've had some bad moments, i.e., like right now. <laughs> but like tier five would be Texans, something like that. Like, not enough to really put them on any other tier, and they haven't done shit so anyways we went off on a tangent um my second bold claim of the week the broncos won't be the worst team in the afc west i think that crown will belong solely to the raiders i hope so yes i can't deal with another year being bottom because they are currently dealing with jimmy garoppolo i think they drafted that's not terrible i don't don't remember who I mean, who says Jimmy Garoppolo even makes it through the season <laughs> with his injuries? No, yeah, he has bad injuries. And he's literally got, they've literally got Josh McDaniels at the helm. He will eviscerate their franchise. He's already started doing it. Like, yeah, Darren Waller said peace already. That was terrible. I, Josh Jacobs is kind of, mm, Well, the reason, he doesn't, you see I don't why, know if he wants to stay. Do you see why he said peace? Well, Darren Waller was traded. and Yeah, they, I know. I think his Darren Waller's wife actually joked about this, saying the reason why he got traded is because Josh McDaniels wasn't invited to their wedding. That happened around the same time as the trade. Like, everybody on the Raiders was invited except for Josh McDaniels. And then Josh McDaniels was like, you're out of here. Goodbye. You went to the Giants, right? Yeah. I think he'll still find some success there. Oh, 100%. Dalton, your bold claims. Go. This is going to be a really weird one. I don't know why I'm saying this one because I have a I have a lot of hype around this team. I believe in this team 110%. We lose to the Bears. Uh, it's kind of out of left field there. Yeah, I know, I know. So but you, you think Justin Fields I, is finally just going to go just like off? If their O-line is, is fixed like they tried to fix it and if it gets a little better with DJ Moore there, their running back's still pretty good. 
David Montgomery, I think, or mm-hmm. did he Something go somewhere like else? I don't know, but I just know that the Bears and their defense is better. still not bad. I just like Justin Fields. So I I don't know why. And you know, I think it's funny. because I kind of wanted him in the draft that we that we that, that that he was in, but we got Patrick Sertain anyways. I'm okay with that now. Yeah, but. I still like Justin Fields. Yeah, he could have landed in our lap. He was available when we had our selection. And I remember at the time, I was Everyone so shocked. Everyone thought we were. Uh-huh. I was too. And then when they said Patrick Sertain, I was like, what? Yeah, what? but I, I think I'd be way more salty about us not picking Sertain, uh, not picking Fields if Sertain had not panned out or if we picked someone that's else. That's a that's a cornerback that'll be good for like the yeah. next 10, 10, 12 years. Yeah, he's our franchise cornerback. So... That makes My me next one is with the Marvin Mims draft. One of the receiver trio of Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and KJ Hamler will be gone by this season. And I'm going to go with probably KJ Hamler. Most likely KJ Hamler's gone. Why? I just don't think the experiment worked out. Second round pick, can't stay healthy, hasn't really done a whole lot on the field. Um, Sean Payton's a new head coach. He probably doesn't really want to deal with that. And he's probably just gonna get pushed out of the way because it was also a John Elway draft pick. It was it was the draft right after George Payton took over, or right before George Payton took over. Excuse me. So yeah. it's just like he he kind of seems like the odd man out. Yeah, and by the way, I had to mute my mic there for a second. You probably heard it. I apologize. A freaking trash truck just went by. <laughs> um, but I can kind of see where you're coming there. I mean. This would losing those three will suck. Um, I still think I'm okay with I letting still, well, KJ I think, go. I know I think they're all super talented. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of all of them, and honestly, it's, it's super upsetting because KJ's just got so much talent, but he just can't stay healthy. I mean, he could have been our Tyreek Hill, and mm. he did show flashes of it. He's he's a burner. Dude, I don't know if you've seen him in some of the plays that he has actually been a part of, and then in the preseason stuff. The dude is a burner, and it's just oh yeah, he he's one of the fastest guys, great player, great guy too. It's it's he just sadly can't stay healthy. He also had that issue at Penn State. We knew that when we drafted him. Yeah, staying healthy. So I don't know. It's we will see. I mean, if Judy and Sutton have a you know killer season they'll probably stay on with us but they are still under contract with us for a while and i also don't expect tim patrick to be fully ready he says he is he says he's ready to go he's been doing workouts and stuff all players say that well he did get hurt really early last season Cortland said that and Cortland Uh, didn't look right for a year after his acl tear I'll give I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll I'll we'll see. Um, it's hard to come back from an ACL tear. Not many players can do it right after. Yeah, so we'll see how freaking Odell Beckham does. Oh, um, that's true. Yeah, he's with the Ravens now. So that's true. Um, yeah, those are our bold claims. If you absolutely loved it or hated it, definitely let I'm us know. I'm hoping to come up to the Green Bay Packers game this year. Oh, like fly out. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to beat Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you hated or loved what we said, definitely let us know. <laughs> um, but 
Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Broncos Binge Podcast will be released weekly uh, on every Wednesday, and we hope you will tune in for future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions uh, on the podcast and you'd like that or things that you'd like to see us add, let us know. We have actually started visually recording these podcasts as well. So if you'd like to see clips and highlights of my ugly mug, <laughs> make sure to follow me on Twitter at RachelNFL. Also, make sure to follow my co-host Dalton at NFL Dalton and tweet at him and tell him that he's a boob. <laughs> I like to fight with people on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get feisty. I like uh, argument. I like I like uh, I like when people are negative. Shout out my dude Mike who's always negative. <laughs> I love commenting on his negative stuff. Mile high reports Mike. Yeah. He, no, he's not negative. He's just realistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you guys come to blows nearly. But yeah, we're both pretty active on social media, so just make sure you give us a follow. That'd be very great. Um Once again, I'm your host, Rachel Strand. And I'm Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening, and go Broncos!